0: WELCOME BACK, LOTS OF QUESTIONS AROUND THE BIDEN ADMINISTRATION'S ENERGY POLICY AND WHETHER THEY'RE PROVING HARMFUL TO THE PIPELINE WORKERS IN THE ENERGY CENTER OF THE U.S. TAKE A LISTEN. THIS PIPE SHOULD BE IN LOUISIANA RIGHT NOW, ALONG WITH ALL THIS EQUIPMENT. BUT WHEN THE BIDEN ADMINISTRATION PAUSED liquefied NATURAL GAS EXPORT PERMITS, SOME PIPELINE PROJECTS FOR TROY CONSTRUCTION CAME TO AN IMMEDIATE STOP. Uh, about half of our business is gone, right right out of the chute. CEO Taylor Dakis says 3,000 jobs are on the line. These are the people impacted by the policy. And, Obed, you're personally furloughed right now. Mm-hmm. You you just told me you have a, a one-year-old daughter. I just bought, recently bought a house, so I got a mortgage, and then I got truck payment. I got to take care of a little one. So what do you think when you hear politicians say, Get a job in renewable energy. Uh, I'm good at my job. I want to stay doing it. And
1: uh, I'd like to see them get a job uh, doing something else because they're not very good at their.
0: Not only is there no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden, but it now appears as if the House Republican majority is being used by Russia to interfere in the 2024 election on behalf of Donald Trump. If they continue with this investigation, they are simply doing the work of Vladimir Putin to help Donald Trump win an election in November. That's where we are. This campaign this year, will be the most special election since 1876. What was going on on, on January 6th, of 2021, is exactly what took place in this country after the presidential election between Samuel Tilden and Rutherford B. Hayes. That election brought an end to Reconstruction. That election ushered in Jim Crow, and they were trying to repeat the same thing. One of the things I say in response to the media is when they talk about, or especially early on, about the way I did my job, I said, I will absolutely leave the court when I do my job as poorly as you do yours. <laughs> and that was meant as a compliment, really.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 170 here on wednesday february 21st i am your
0: co-host tom pyle and i'm your co hostess mike mckenna and we're just a little loopy today i think
1: I, ha- I haven't even had any like cocktails or anything either i don't know what's going on it, it, it must it, be this fasting the fasting is making me a little the, loopy. it's the
0: it's the slowing instead of the fasting yeah. it's the slowing it's the slowing <laughs>
1: All right, so um, it, I, I just like when when people interview real people because <laughs> they are they are just so much better, like than us talking heads and us, you know, trying to make our three points. And I did a radio hit this morning on the car stuff, and I and I juxtapose it with this pipeline worker interview, and I'm like, you know, I just need to be a little bit more like we are on this podcast when I do those radio hits because. This guy said it like it was right. Like, maybe these guys should find a new job
0: because they're not really that good at theirs. It, it that man should be that man should be pre- that man should be president of the United States. I'm just telling you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Maybe, and they, of course, are, maybe got? maybe they should get a new job. I if the, next time I <laughs> hear somebody terrible. do that, I'm just gonna like say that. Maybe you should get a new job. <laughs> maybe you should learn to code. You're not, you're not really good at the one you're doing. So, yeah uh, any, any, uh, anytime the journalist, like everyone's getting laid off maybe they should learn how to code
1: yeah i do feel bad for the guy with with the mortgage and the car payment but yeah just you know just don't don't leverage yourself man you just never know you know all right and so we're back into the russia collusion russian hoax the republicans are in bed with russia Hillary Clinton's out there doing it. Our good friend Congressman Goldman uh, uh, is is yakking away at uh, uh, Anderson here on CNN. I, I don't think I can handle another election cycle
0: where Russia is like stealing our elections. It's just – it's absurd. Well, I mean it's pretty simple, right? Either this guy Smirnov is right or he's lying. If he's lying, the Republicans need to take one giant step away from him. Um, if he's telling – was telling the truth originally, then – it's all legit. It, I don't understand, you know, why Goldman's getting all agitated about it. It's pretty, it's a pretty simple matter of fact, right? We're going to find out and then we're going to proceed. I I don't like that guy. I don't I think he's a particularly good guy. What? Am I not allowed to say that?
1: Yeah, and then, of course, we have the most consul, consequential election since. Oh, brother. The most consequential election ever. Um. <laughs> Since eight, I mean, since this it, party is old, okay? Ah oh boy. This party is old. They won't even when they leave they don't leave. Speaker Amerita is out there on the stump. There's no such thing. Um the uh the, they are drumming up the, the 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 same crew. Uh Biden, I guess Matt Maxine Waters. Yeah, man. at the bottom of the short steps. Yeah, why not? Look, oh, it, it, I mean, come on, dude. 18 1876. No, Speaker Jeffries has got to be like, what what am I? What's my
0: name? Skip? Yeah. It it eighteen seventy-six, the election eighteen seventy-six. I, I would I would like to quiz the members on eighteen seventy-six and see what they actually know. It it Yeah. I mean, because here's what actually happened. Sam Tilden won that race. But it was given to Rutherford B. Hayes, and in exchange, the South got the exit of federal troops. And you know what? That's probably a good deal. If I could arrange that, where we could, where we could somehow have a locked-up election, where we could get all the federal guys out of Virginia, that's a deal. I'd take right now. <laughs> the, the long uh, occupation would be over. I can't, I can't remember was Jim Crow a Democrat? That's that's the thing. No, that's the thing everybody kind of turns their that. t- that's the thing turns their head away from. Sam Tilden was the Democrat in that race. It was the Democrats who made that deal, there, Congressman. At least pay attention which side you're on. I Trump, you know, I think Trump should put on one of those
1: big, tall Abe Lincoln hats. <laughs> <laughs> when he sells one of his merch, some of his merch, right? Uh, and okay, you shouldn't, you shouldn't
0: even kid around about that. He might do something like that. Yeah,
1: no, he should. Listen, uh, I have some advice for the left leave clarence thomas alone
0: (laughs) seriously leave justice
1: thomas b because a doesn't care what you think of him right i mean this is so good it's just it's great
0: guys the guy's a porcupine man just keep walking don't don't if ever tempting it is to harass american
1: treasure he's an american treasure justice thomas we we uh salute you Full-throated endorsement here on the Unregulated Podcast. All right. Any
0: announcements from you, sir? Yeah, I get the horrible feeling I should have one or two, but I can't quite place which one. Or Oh. No. No. I'm good. Thanks. No. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I thought I, I, thought I remembered, but right. then I didn't.
1: I have an update on the budget crisis in California. Apparently – um it's worse than Governor Newsom projected, Mike. Are you, are you uh, blown away and shocked by that? No. Yeah, we're looking at um, uh, somewhere in the 70 to $80 billion range uh, in terms of the, of the, of the budget of pulling in the great state of California, the, the, the model for the rest of the country.
0: So, so a little bit more than the governor's um, budget for, budget for hair products.
1: Quite a touch, quite a touch more. And then uh, two other announcements. I I want to mourn the loss of a gentleman uh, in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Bill Post died at the age of 96, led a full life, brought joy not only to his family, but millions. And I mean millions of children in not only in America, but across the world, Bill Post was the inventor of Pop Tarts.
0: Yikes. I haven't I I mean, I love Pop Tarts. I don't think I've eaten one in probably 30 years, though. Go <laughs> to Ted's Bolton. Was a, oh, they're yeah, so good. So I know. A little I, ice cream. I don't think they're good for you. I could be wrong. According dude. to his obituary.
1: Mr. Post was a Keebler plant manager in Grand Rapids in the early 60s when he was approached by executives at cereal giant Kellogg's
0: to create a breakfast food for the toaster and lo and behold the, the pop tart was, was tart. born i was going to say speaking as a speaking as a former boy scout who's been saved on many a camping trip by pop tarts it uh, I, i'm grateful to him
1: and lastly and i don't know if you heard this but john stewart apparently returned to the daily show yeah why But only on Mondays. But only on Mondays.
0: (laughs) I'm like, what? I guess they, you know, they they had such a good run there with the with. Well, yeah. That was the first thing I thought of. Is is that still on? Steve Colbert and Trevor. Was it Trevor Noah and sure wasn't Noah Trevor. Was it never Noah Trevor or Trevor Noah? You know, there's nothing. There's nothing I like better than having Englishmen like talk about American politics. I mean, it's so great.
1: There's that other dude on HBO too? The Oliver dude,
0: John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Who, 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 you know, who um, offered, who offered uh, Justice Thomas a million bucks a year if he would resign. Becoming the latest in a, in a. Oh, he did that, really? Yes, becoming the latest in a slew <laughs> of white dudes They're, who think they, they, are, they can buy just, things.
1: They are just obsessed with Justice
0: Thomas. That's it's it's counter narrative. They 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 can't really handle the counter narrative. Huh? Let's move on then to this day in history on this day in 1885. Hold on for a second. It's February 21st, right? Yes, sir.
1: 1885? On this day. Oh,
0: boy. Uh, the Haymarket riots.
1: No, sir. Darn it. Uh On this day in 1885, uh, the Washington Monument, built in honor of America's revolutionary hero, and first president was dedicated in
0: Washington D.C. George Washington, right? Yeah, uh, the Washington Monument. Yeah, George Washington. Yeah, no, I just yeah, yeah. want to make sure. Yeah, so you want to make
1: sure why? Because I wrote, We don't celebrate George Washington's birthday anymore. We right? do. Um, are you we do. Go on that rant? We
0: do. And I am right now. <laughs> I want to point out that I wrote a column. My column for the Washington Times was all about how this is the, the this Hijacked. President's Day thing. Doesn't exist. It's always been Washington's birthday. It always will be Washington's birthday. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia, which, for your most recent reminder, actually invented this country, it has been George Washington Day for 200 years, give or take. Um, I I do not understand why a country that has that has that has um, grown such a person would would call it President's Day, so he could celebrate it with losers like Millard Fillmore and. And Warren Harding and guys like that. I'm like, what? What's wrong with you? Yeah, a giant yeah, among a giant among men, and we put him on the same pedestal as we do Millard Fillmore and like Dwight Eisenhower, some other losers. Go ahead. All right, I'm in done. Thank 1948, you. 1948. January.
1: On this day in
0: 1948.
1: 1948, the uh, Berlin airlift commenced. No sir. Rats. No sir. It's much more significant than that. Uh,
0: the hydrogen on this bomb. day
1: in 1948, the National Association for Stock Car Racing NASCAR was incorporated really, officially incorporated. That is right. Uh, the driving force, get that, get it, behind the establishment of NASCAR <laughs> was a William Bill France Sr., yeah, a mechanic and auto repair shop owner from Washington, DC, yeah. Who in the mid '30s moved to Daytona Beach, which was a gathering spot
0: for racing enthusiasts? All right, true, true or false? True or false? Until until the mid 1930s, the Daytona um, the Daytona race, which I think was a 200, was partially on the beach, was half on the beach and half on a paved road. It's true. It's true. Okay, they used to run these bad boys on the beach. Um, it it. it Top top speed was like 200 miles an hour ever clocked. I'm like that's terrifying. Um, yeah, NASCAR favorite favorite driver before you go.
1: Current, past,
0: present, whatever. I, I mean, I I don't I haven't really uh, Richard Petty. No, don't be ridiculous. It has to be one of the Allison boys, either Bobby or Donnie, because they're the ones they're the ones who had that great big giant brawl. I think it was at Southern Speedway um, when they thought the. I guess it might have been petty when they thought somebody was like uh, working them a little too hard. They all went into the infield and like climbed out of their cars and started wailing at each other. I'm like, right away. I was like, I like that Bobby Allison boy. He's one of mine. Well, Richard
1: owned the Daytona 500. So he was a record seven time winner and congratulations to William Byron, who won the Daytona 500 this past weekend, apparently under a, a not so exciting uh, finish.
0: It was raining, right? It, was, it rained on. It was
1: raining. It rained out first day, but then it ended. Uh, the race ended in a um, in a yellow flag. So. Yeah.
0: And, and my favorite part is uh, Vivek, Grandma um went to the race. I'm just like, this, this guy's really running for president in 2028. He really wants to be president. <laughs> he, he, he did. He went to the race. What job is he going to get in the administration? Secretary of Health and Human Services. Think so? Yeah, sure. All right. On this day, it's the second. 19- it's the it's the best of the domestic cabinet agencies. Go ahead. On this day in 1965, February 21st, in 1965, um, are we a month early for the invasion of uh, South Vietnam? For, we are. Very, yes. For the Marines are. landing. Okay. What, what what are we on?
1: Gentleman named Malcolm Little, who then changed his name twice uh, to the one that was more recognizable as Malcolm Malcolm X. 10. Are you Um, sure that's not Tan? At some point, uh, El Haj Malik El Shabazz was assassinated by three members of the Nation of Islam. Hmm.
0: Okay. Are you sure that's not Malcolm Tan? It's Malcolm X.
1: It's, 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 I don't
0: believe he went by the Roman. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. And then
1: lastly, in 1972. In this, on this day in 1972, a president, a U.S. president, seeking to change the subject.
0: Uh, Yeah, Nixon, I, what did he do? Where did he
1: do? Where did he go?
0: Oh, he went to China. Yes, sir. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Getting slow
1: in my old age. On this day, Nixon goes to China, the first state visit to the People's Republic Ending a twenty-one year estrangement between the communist country and the United States.
0: Yeah, I'm sad about that. I'd, I'd still be okay if we were still estranged. I'm confident the world would still be a better place if we were still estranged. Yeah, well, we don't know, but I mean, I can't I can't can't replay it. But I know right now that uh,
1: it's not a great uh, situation. That's for sure.
0: I was gonna say. All right, so
1: um. A little politics. What else? <laughs> this this was uh this was from the New York Times. Uh, this ran um, on the nineteenth. Anti-Trump burnout. The resistance says it's exhausted. Bracing for yet another election against Donald Trump, America's liberals are feeling the fatigue. We're kind of like
0: crisised out one Democrat said. They can't be. This is the most important election of their lifetimes. That's in the- 27,
1: they donned pink hats to march on
0: Washington, registering their fury with Donald J.
1: Trump by the hundreds of thousands. Mm. Then they flipped the House from Republican control, won the presidency and secured a surprisingly strong showing in the 2022 midterms, galvanized by their conviction and Mr. Trump and his allies constituted a national emergency this year, anti Trump voters are grappling with another powerful sentiment exhaustion. Some folks are burnt out on outrage, said Rebecca Lee Funk. I'm sorry, but the based funder bonk? of the Outrage, a progressive activism group and a purveyor of resistance era apparel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Literally, I did, I, did article, not, I did not see that at <laughs> yeah. the end of that sentence. I'm sorry is this is this lady's name Bunk or Funk? Funk, funk. funky like Funk. That's an so. unfortunate name for a political activist. And I, I, I am impressed. They're selling outrage. That's good. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a good market for outrage nowadays.
1: I wonder Exhausting what exhaustion the... is underlining underlining the entire attitude towards our presidential election. You've got two people that are opposed by seventy percent of Americans who want a different choice. Choice it creates frustration, anxiety, and discouragement. So, by anyway. the way, by the way, no, our, uh, it,
0: if they could put that in some kind of T-shirt, I would probably buy it. Frustration, anxiety, and what was the first one? Fatigue. Fatigue. I would definitely put that in a T-shirt. I'd wear that thing right now. Wait! 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 frustration anxiety and discouragement that's the the line that is like that's it baby that is what is what mr biden's campaign um, (laughs) slogan needs to be lady who sells resistance apparel all
1: right uh, a little more serious and i was actually really annoyed by this which is why i'm bringing it up and um it just shows you that
0: even you know unlike the editorial page unlike most of the stuff on the show you bring up because you don't care this is from wall street journal this was
1: uh trump foreign policy 2.0 fewer allies less trade more loyalists a new trade war with china weakened alliances in europe and more praise to and from authoritarian leaders this is this was the article as Donald Trump closes in on the Republican Oops, nomination. I'm sorry,
0: where is this? What in what in what
1: Wall app? Street Journal, dude. Go ahead. Andrew. restuccia yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. As he closes in on the nomination, his foreign policy agenda is coming into sharper relief following the incendiary suggestion that he would encourage Russia to attack NATO nations that fall short on defense spending goals.
0: Blah blah blah. So on and so forth. Um is that actually in the story blah, so on and so forth? No, okay. go ahead.
1: It goes on i mean I haven't, what is the difference between trump and and Biden's trade policy right now?
0: Nothing right now nothing, nothing, but in all fairness, Mr. Trump has spoken a lot about a ten percent universal tariff. He seems serious about it oh yeah a, a, which which is which is you know concerning that would be an important difference but right now at the moment there's not a there's not a shred of difference between the two guys and and here's something that also
1: uh, i didn't know until i read this article i'm going to read directly from it last year congress quietly included a bipartisan amendment in the annual defense policy bill yeah which biden signed into law requiring a two-thirds vote in the senate or an act of Congress before any president could, quote, unquote, suspend, terminate, denounce, or withdraw from NATO.
0: Yeah. Denounce? You denounce. can't even denounce NATO? Apparently not. That's insane. Of course it's insane. What, what What's the penalty for denouncing NATO? I have no idea. It, it, obviously, you're not allowed to do it, though, so there must be some enforcement mechanism. It, it's it's a little bit like it's a little bit like let's just let's play a hypothetical in our heads. What happens if somebody crosses the border and invades Poland and the president's like, "I'm not going there, right? He orders the troops to stand down, American troops be like, "Hey, you know what? we're just gonna not do anything. What's the exact mechanism that you're going to use to enforce this particular provision? Yeah, the answer is impeachment's your only chance, man. at, at that point, you really don't have an enforcement mechanism. I, yeah, the United States Congress lives in La La Land half the time. It's just crazy. Yeah. you know what? I'm going back to the tobacco chewer at the top at the top of the show. You guys might want to get different jobs. Yeah. Don't you don't seem to be good at what the ones you're doing.
1: I, I just I don't understand this whole like you know, a, as if somehow his his foreign policy was bad because he wasn't an apologist for for America. Well, I mean, if there was a bright spot. In, in Trump's presidency, you know, this was one of the highlights. Yeah. I mean, look, he shouldn't. Yet, have, there was not nothing
0: happened in the four years he was president. I know. I know. But nothing. I understand that, you know, and, and the, the other guys would say that's because we were, we were a Russian, you know, we were a reliable Russian stooge. Um, I would point out the Russians waited till he was gone to go try to eat Ukraine. That's not accidental. Yeah. That's and not he, accidental. And, and when did they go into Crimea? Yeah. Well, during the Obama years. Exactly. It, it – It. I would say this though. You know, there's there's a big difference between what you say in private and what you say in public. Probably shouldn't have said that stuff about Russia invading Europe in public. I don't think that was helpful. Yeah, I concur. But it, most of what he says is off the wall. Most of what he says is for a fact. You just got to understand which part of it is and which part of it is real. Right, right. Anyway,
1: Okay, so uh, this one I thought was interesting and uh, funny. Um, I'm calling it The Left's Cannibalism. This was from the uh, uh, New... Believe it or not, the New Republic is still in existence. Really? Union accuses Sierra Club of plotting to fire striking workers. <laughs> I like that. That's good. A union representing staff has filed multiple unfair labor practice charges against management under Ben Jealous's leadership. The Sierra Clubs uh, joined a picket line in support of the UAW. I was raised in a union household. I'm raising my children to believe in the power of the union movement, and I'm a former union member myself, Ben Jealous wrote on X, this is the head of the Sierra Club, employees at this storied organization, Jealous Runs weren't impressed. Only a few weeks later, the Progressive Workers Union, or PWU, which represents about 400 staff, by the way, 400 is not the entire staff of the Sierra Club. And we're, we're humming along at like nine, 10 full-time employees. Had an unfair labor practice charge against the Sierra Club management with the National Labor Relations Board. So
0: this is fun. Maybe you guys should unionize. Maybe you should unionize, producer. All <laughs> nine of you. Um, I wonder what union Ben held a card in. You Notice he said he, said he was. Yeah, a he said it.
1: Yeah, but it, it doesn't mean it's true.
0: So well, I mean, somebody if you were, if you had a decent reporter, they'd say, "All right, I'll I'll play along." Yeah. What union did you hold a card in? And you know he'd have to answer.
1: The charge alleges that a a manager informed the union of a plan to let their contract expire, hold out a negotiation so as to push them towards a strike, and then, in the words of the charge form, terminate all of the striking workers under the pretext
0: of restructuring the organization. Yep. That's pretty standard management stuff. I like it. No, this is fun. I like it. I don't understand this why. Is, I don't understand why. surprised. This that, is dem- this is a Democrat democracy in action. Uh, this this is the kind of stuff management does. No matter who they are, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Come on. It's just great that the Sierra Club is, has a union. I. <laughs> it's I'm, awesome. I'm half tempted to join the Progressive Workers Union just just to say I did. I wonder if they take me as a dues paying member, dues paying adjunct. We're gonna find out. You know what? Before next week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna find out.
1: All right, speaking of the UAW, this this article uh, was from Michigan Capital uh, Confidential, one of those yeah. sort of Michigan politics. Yeah. Um, Newsletters. Five months after the start of a strike that UAW president Sean Fain said would cause reputational damage to Ford Motor, Motor Company, the Dearborn automakers' future in Michigan, appears shaky. Last week at an auto conference in New York City, CEO, uh, Ford CEO, Jim Farley, Chris Farley's cousin, teeth that somebody, that someday, arrival of a small, more affordable EV might uh, might might happen, but it's not clear that the opportunity to build it will come to Michigan or anywhere in America. We have to think carefully about our manufacturing footprint, Farley told the conference our reliance on the uaw turned out to be uh we were the first truck plant to be shut down they said really our relationship has changed it's been a watershed moment for the country does this have a business impact yes
0: yeah so as part of that conversation in new york I, i i get the union thing as part of that conversation in new york um farley made the point or or in one of the supporting materials, made the point that BYD, which is the Chinese, um, which is you know I'm not going to say Chinese anymore, which is the communist regime's in Beijing's um, um, electric vehicle manufacturer of choice, uh, can drop an EV on a on a on a port in the United States for about eleven thousand dollars per car because they basically own the entire value chain, right? The Communist Party owns the entire value chain supply chain, and they got some slave labor wrapped in it too, right? The best Tesla can probably do is twenty five thousand dollars on the low end. Who knows what Ford can manage? Everybody's looking at it like an existential threat. Um, Team Biden's going to have to do something about this. They're going to have to put up some kind of wall, or we're going to have nothing but Chinese electric vehicles meeting the meeting the, the their careless and reckless tailpipe rule mandate. Right? Their, their, their mandate to ban gas cars. Um, it, it's a problem, and Farley, to his great credit. Has flagged it. I've been waiting for every. I've been waiting for some some automaker to get up and flag this thing, and Farley finally did. I'm like, about time, about time, boys. For again, for those of you who are not paying attention, there's a BYD uh, dealership, Polestar, right, um, mm-hmm. two, two blocks from the White House, and that, yep. that it is not accidental that it's set up two blocks from the White House. It's the only dealership in in as far as the eye can see in Washington. Yeah, it's, it that, sticks out like a sore thumb. That's right. The, the, the only The only competitor is the Tesla over at City Center, the Tesla dealership over. Well, you at City got
1: Center. the you got the Russian embassy around the corner too. The the, the, the home of the yeah. So.
0: It 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 this thing's this thing's a big problem. I think Team Biden's just figured out that the guys at EPA are helping the Chinese, whether knowingly or unknowingly. I'm um, I'm looking forward to this campaign. This is going to be a fun campaign because because Mr. Trump's already been out in Michigan talking about it two or three times.
1: Yeah well um the irony of course is is that the UAW is likely uh leading uh, or helping at least to uh push workers either at least out of Michigan uh into the south but like you said uh, into the hands of the communist Chinese. I, I was going to
0: say that's exactly what I was going to say is it's unclear it's unclear whose side the UAW might be on in this little contest between us and the Chinese and that's unfortunate.
1: So um If policies don't have election, especially election year policies don't have consequences, then I guess maybe it's a coincidence that uh, this is from Bloomberg. Cutter will announce more LNG deals with European and Asian firms. Mm -hmm. Cutter is announcing additional contracts to sell gas from a major expansion project to buyers in Europe and Asia, according to the uh, uh, country's energy minister and head of its main producer. Qatar, already one of the world's top producers of LNG, is boosting annual capacity to produce the fuel used in power plants and chemical facilities by almost two-thirds to 126 million tons uh, in the coming decade. The country has been securing sales contracts for some of that capacity and is still seeking to place volumes in an effort that will ensure the country remains a key supplier for decades to come. China Petroleum and ChemCorp, Recently agreed to buy LNG from Cutter's Northfield South project over 27 years, et cetera, et cetera. So we are on a freeze, a pause. The um, uh, at least one, two, three, four uh, facilities right now are in the crosshairs or are, are stuck as a result. And meanwhile, Cutter is, shall I say, taking advantage of the situation.
0: Yeah, they definitely are. Right for for four. There are four hostages, right? Those are companies who have their FERC permits and are waiting for their DOE licenses because you need both license to export to non-FTA countries. And just in case you're wondering, there are about three FTA countries, right? You'd be surprised at the number of countries that are non-FTAs. And yes, um, gutter is going to try to systematically exploit concerns about off-takers, who are mostly Europeans by the way, some Chinese some Chinese companies, but mostly European companies, off-takers for these four projects. Those of you who think, well, the pause, you know, the administration said, well, you know, the pause isn't going to affect anything out to 2027, 2028 because these things wouldn't have come online anyway. That's a lie. I'm going to assume it's, it's, it's it is an in- unintentional lie. I'm assuming they don't understand the marketplace. But the reality is that offtake. You're
1: being very, very kind, by the way, when you yeah, say that.
0: You know, look, I, 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 I God, God, um, yeah. There are four hostages, right? Um, companies that have their FERC permits but do not have their um, their license to export from DOE. The, the one at the front of the list, Commonwealth, has been there for five years in line, right? So this is not like a, a short dated thing. Um, when the Biden administration tells you it's not going to have any effect, because hey, 2027, 2028, these guys, these guys weren't going to come online for another four or five years. What's going on is all their off-takers are starting to look around, and the Qataris are not hanging around waiting. Right? They're not letting any grass grow no, no. under their feet. Why so, would they? Right? And you know, and and the Europeans. The funny thing is, that the people most upset about this outside the companies. Or the european countries, the the natural gas companies in the in the in the European countries, because they're like they would much rather deal with Americans for a variety of reasons, sure, and now they can't. So anyway, you
1: know the question is 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 uh, we we know that there is no political benefit to him now changing course. And so we've got at least the rest of this year and into next year for this quote pause. Is that a hunt? You know, a, a tens of billion proposition. A hunt? You know, a, uh, a hundreds of billion uh, proposition. Yeah, no, so in, in terms of the in terms of the economic impact. Yeah. So right?
0: so, so, so two things, right? First off, there's it, it's conceivable that we could get a vote in Congress to deem these things approved in the next. Thirty days, right? That it gets sorted out as part of the um, either supplemental or the end of the year appropriations. <clears throat> end of the year appropriations, excuse me. End of the year, which is already right. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to call what we're, we're doing. In, now, we're going right?
1: to be March here. Pretty
0: our, soon. our middle of the year appropriations. Um, the appropriations that ex- that were supposed to be finished yes, up by yes. the end of September. Um, so, so I haven't given up hope with that, right? The but to your larger point, um, if you think about it this way, each. Each cargo is anywhere, depending on the contracted price and whether it's a spot market or something else. Contracted price, right? Four to seven a million bucks per cargo. The Qataris could be stealing billions of dollars from us. Absolutely, and they're not stealing. That's the, the Qataris are doing what what I would do if I was in their case, right? They're, they're just, taking advantage they're, of. Us. They're, they're taking market share, and you know the thing is, like every other business, once you get yourself a reliable supplier. And you get yourself a reliable customer. go with who you know. That's right. right? Those relationships endure over time. So for all I that's know, true. this thing could last 30 years. And we're all going to look back on this and think this was a big mistake, a big mistake.
1: The, so, other, the other interesting thing is, is that if you do a um, sort of a, a lifestyle or a social, you know, uh, life cycle, I'm sorry, or a social cost of carbon deal between producing Natural gas here and and producing it there. I wonder uh, what what the what the differences are as well. So
0: well, I mean, it'll turn the, out. Turn on. These a, are not environmental. Uh, these are not environmental. I was going to say this Ladies isn't. That's right. This is an environmental question. If it was, the answer would be easy.
1: Speaking of the environment, uh, this is a late entry into the unregulated podcast, brought to us by our friend Jim. Apparently, this is from Reuters. Apparently, Germany has done it again. They've got a
0: word. They got a word for everything. Dunkelflaut. Uncle The uh, the dark flute. The The drowning flute. <laughs> what the
1: this hell? Give me a give me a guess. German wind reliant power firms brace for annual dunkelflaut. Yes. Help me. Yes. Wind facilities have generated more than a third of Germany's monthly electricity output since October, a record long stretch aiding the country's drive to cut fossil fuels in the power sector. But electricity firms are bracing for an annual drop in wind speeds that has historically slashed wind output in spring and summer from the peak generation levels seen during the winter. The German compound word Dunkelflaut captures the phenomenon. Made up of dunkelheit, which means darkness, and Windflaut. Which means weak winds,
0: slow. Okay, flout. I wasn't. I was. I was having trouble flout. with the flout. Yeah, dunkle. Flout. Dunkle is easy, right? Dark. dunkel, flout. <laughs> and the term describes
1: periods when wind speeds drop and result in little to no electricity generation. Total drops in wind generation are rare, but the German power system experiences sharp falls in output every year. Requiring utilities to compensate with higher output from fossil fuels that
0: raise emissions. Yeah. So I'm uh, gonna uh, have a little dunkel flout coming. It's, it's ridiculous. It sounds like a tasty pastry. <laughs> <laughs> half a dozen half a dozen dunkelf. Uh, at I, a minimum, we have the, the name of the show. We have the show the <laughs> Dunkle show Flout, title. really? Dunkle I'll come up with flout. something better than that before we before we finish. Else you got? apparently the wind doesn't always blow mike yeah shocker that's the lesson that's the lesson thank god we figured that out
1: Uh, you brought this one up i guess you wanted to talk about it um uh, this is some swiss dude being the new soros this is from our friend nick over at the daily caller you yeah, what's this guy's name foreign, huh? foreign billionaire backed climate Org pressuring broadcaster to censor ads yeah. Critical of Biden's EV mandate. Yeah. Um, this... Climate Power wrote to numerous broadcasters this week demanding that they stop airing American fuel and petrochemical manufacturers funded ads in swing states uh, that rail against President Biden's plans to impose widespread EV adoption, the charitable organization affiliated with Hansborg Weiss.
0: Hansborg Weiss, yeah, Hansborg Weiss, who's almost A certainly Swiss, he's almost certainly not an American Swiss. citizen.
1: A Swiss healthcare mogul and billionaire philanthropist donates millions of dollars to the Fund for a Better Future, which was the fiscal sponsor of climate power until 2023.
0: Yeah, let me let me just say two things real quick. First off, he can't be a philanthropist because that involves you loving mankind and anybody who wants to do what he wants to do hates mankind. So that's thing one. I Fair don't wanna, I don't want to pick at I don't want to pick at the reporter, but that's thing one thing, two is. This guy's probably a foreigner. He's been playing. He's been playing, you know, um, hide and seek with whether he's an American citizen. He's almost certainly a foreigner. How it is not against the law for that kind of guy to take ads out in America? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. The next time we get to do campaign finance reform, if I was the Republicans, I would put this guy up as exhibit number one as to why you need to shut down foreign money dark or light I don't care which right now light money's against the rules but the dark money's creeping in and this guy is not he's not good for America not good for the human race he's bad one last thing right the AFp guys the Fpm guys they're right over the target on this bad boy they must be Oh absolutely. You know, to get this kind of to get this kind of thing, they must be oh, yeah. right no, over I've, the top. I've
1: been the subject of these stop the ad letters. It's fun. It's it's my favorite time because you know you're hitting lead. Yeah, man. It, just you know. just
0: just just go oh, to God, town. Man, how dare you?
1: The ads are filled with lies meant to scare Americans about a car ban that doesn't exist. They should be taken
0: off the air. Said the anti-First Amendment group.
1: Said Climate Power Executive director Lori Ludes. Okay, since 2021, the Burger Action Fund, a 501c4 affiliated with Weiss, is it Weiss or Vice?
0: I assume it's Weiss, given he's German.
1: W-Y-S-S. Yeah, Weiss. Has given about $40 million to the Fund for a Better Future, a grant-making organization that shells out funds to support a wide range of left-of-center causes and organizations.
0: Okay, let me just see if I can rewrite that sentence for you. Um, who, who? They gave it to who now? The what? The Fund for a Future? The fund for a Better Future. Stop right there. And they the just, Burger
1: Action Fund has given $40 million to the Fund for a Better Future. Which is
0: described as what? What's the first description? A grant-making organization. Stop right that there. It out. What, what Tom, um, what, the, what the reporter meant to write was, it's a shell corporation which passes money around. Go ahead. From foreigners
1: who so hate America. Bat,
0: bat, it, it launders, it, it essentially cleans up some money from foreigners and passes it out to Americans to get them get them in, in the middle of issue sets like this. this, this get th- out of here. This nonsense has got to stop, ladies and gentlemen. Get
1: out of here. Get out of here.
0: Remember this oh, name, another re- one re- from remember, Mike McKenna. Remember Hans Borg Weiss, because you're going to hear his name again. The new Soros. He is. He is. All right. This is from you,
1: and this is from the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Yeah, man. Is this uh, this left is, to center straight down the where, what? Where are they? Uh, where are the, these- the
0: Committee for a Responsible right. Federal Budget usually pretty much down the middle. This is this is their this is their note that incorporates the rescoring of the um, IRA that CBO had done about three weeks ago. It's the first time I've seen it anywhere outside of CBO. That's why I yes. passed it around.
1: Go ahead. So they they say that the uh, emission rule will cost about two hundred and eighty billion with a B through twenty twenty three, including two hundred billion through twenty thirty one if finalized in its current form. With the emission rule in place, ladies and gentlemen, that this is the uh Bi- Biden attempt to force EVs uh to replace uh conventional gas powered vehicles. Right. Energy-related provisions from the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, will cost almost 870 billion billion. 2021.
0: Hey, Tom, billion. what was the original score of that legislation? More than double <laughs>
1: than the original.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the original score, ladies and gentlemen, for those you've forgotten, is 366 billion dollars. The, the, these provisions are just for the just just for, for the EV car stuff. Just for folks. the EVs. Just for the EVs would be 850. It's, it it's an enormous figure it's an enormous number it's got to be the biggest tax credit in the, outside of expensing in the whole code it's just enormous yeah which is why the which is why the committee put it out because even they were surprised by the rescore
1: yeah which by the way um i i did end up that uh, new york times report end up running the story about clawing back the ira funds
0: and um this is a huge pay for yep Yep, 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 yep. For the yep. Trump stuff. Yep, that's right. the the the, the all in number, the all in hole that everyone's going to be trying to fill in is four trillion dollars. <sighs> Needless to say, um, sinking the battleship EV tax credit would put eight hundred billion right into the right into there. Solve a bunch of problems. Not solve all the problems, but solve. I a bet bunch you of your them. salt guys would take. It claw back the IRA credits. Yeah, that's the great thing great for thing. some relief, right? That's the great <laughs> thing about pay And I've been trying to explain this to people. The great thing about pay fors is no matter what it is you've got, like an EV tax credit, a tax credit to have beautiful children, whatever. There's somebody else out there who wants it. They want your money, and they're going to try that's to take right. it. And, and that's why that's why tax legislation is so um, relatively rare and relatively beautiful because it is completely and utterly mercenary. Nobody has any yes. illusions about what goes on. Gucci Gulch. That's right. I wanted to I should have been a tax lobbyist. It's so much easier. It's a lot more fun, right?
1: There's winners and losers like there's, there's like clear like winner and loser situation. Yeah. yeah.
0: and you know the thing is you sp- Of
1: course the taxpayer is the ultimate loser, let's yeah. be clear, because yeah. most of this stuff goes to either corporations or of people course, who don't pay of taxes. Course. Look, tech, tech, okay.
0: Tax lobbyists. That's that's tech, the end of the day. Tech, tax lobbyists don't care about that stuff. Don't be non- Don't be ridiculous. They spend they spend five or six years in the off season hunting and fishing and golfing and skiing and giving these guys a bunch of money and then they run like crazy for about 18 months while tax legislation's going on and then they, you know, lather rinse repeat. It, it's it, it's a great life. I mean, you probably have to like Scrub yourself clean every day, but it's a beautiful life if you can tolerate it. Sorry. All right. And then I got one more. And this comes from our producer from
1: Bloomberg. um, Former IMF chief economist, Olivier Blanchard. Is that how you say it? Blanchard?
0: Blanchard. You figure that's a boy or a girl?
1: Olivier Blanchard. He's a currently a senior fellow at the Peterson Institute for International Economics, so sure. IMF guy. Peterson Institute. This isn't like a you know right wing yeah man organization. It's from Bloomberg. Blanchard warns Blanchard Blanchard warns of fiscal crisis in U.S. after soaring borrowing. Blanchard, who usually takes a more relaxed view on borrowing, says the U.S. is in danger of a fiscal crisis erupting after ballooning. A ballooning in deficits in recent years the former imf chief economist is concerned about the attitude in washington to eye-watering u.s government deficits in the u.s i'm very worried because the primary deficits are very large and there's absolutely no attempt to decrease them in any way shape or form he told the house of lords economic affairs committee on tuesday
0: um okay so so when you say old uh, – what's this guy's name? Oliver? Yeah. So, Olivier Blanchard. So an, so, an old, so an old Oliver Blanchard, um, you say he's got a casual attitude towards debt. So the first well, thing typically, – Typically, yes. He has a casual attitude. So everybody who wants some loans, I want you to call up Oliver Blanchard and ask for money because he's obviously got <laughs> some casual attitude. <laughs> I assume what the reporter meant is he has a casual attitude towards debt that you might be incurring because I bet you fifty bucks he requires his friends to pay him back every dime if he's like with every, interest. Of course, he's like every economist I know. He's keeping a he's keeping a spreadsheet somewhere <laughs> about what you owe him. He sends guys over to break your thumbs if you if you miss the vig, right? Um, yeah, I I I always amused whenever people like what what it, do you mean Washington is spending beyond its means? This is an outrage. I'm like, yeah, you it's a shocker. It's a shocker, yeah.
1: ladies and well, gentlemen. Well, look, here are the numbers. Okay. Uh in this article, U.S. government debt held by the public top 26 trillion in 2023 or 97% of GDP, yep. according to the CEO. Yeah. Total government debt is more than 120% yeah, man. of GDP.
0: It's the highest ever in peacetime. It's highest ever in peacetime. And
1: and we did this a few weeks back. Steve Moore and the crew at, at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity did a timeline, Horizon. Every time we spent a ton of money to get us out of a really bad situation, our government worked very hard to reduce that debt and reduce those deficits. That doesn't seem to be or appear to be the case this go-round.
0: That was back when we were a functioning country.
1: So it's not just us yakking about deficits and debts. It's old Oliver, Mr. Loose with you know <laughs> loose with budgets. Hey man, Mr. <laughs> IMF. I mean IMF. They like to. They they don't mind you know, and quite frankly, uh, President Trump's been a big fan of of the de- you know leveraging managing debt. So.
0: Sure yeah uh, anyway that is true when, when when the imf shows up and says you might have you might be a little bit too deep in <laughs> yeah so we're, it's, we're it's a little it's a little bit like it's... when the day drinker shows up and says hey man i'm worried about you <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: all right what do you have anything else i got for two the, things for the, real quick for our listening
0: fans yeah, i got two things real quick first i want to welcome bob mcnally to the dark side um, Bob wrote a story, wrote a column about, and I think it was in the journal, wrote a... Oh, about uh, I- IEA? IEA, that it was essentially... it. it, it yeah, it, thank it, you, Bob. It was a good piece. It had suborned itself to its political purposes instead of being an actual objective truth-teller. Um, for that bit of truth-telling on his own, um, he was subject to an attack by, I don't know, one, some stooge at the UN, like Benjamin somebody, I don't even care, Um Bob seemed surprised enough that he wrote a response to it and it, it, it posted up in LinkedIn. Um, a nice sarcastic response, um, I, Bob. I, I what I what I don't want to what I don't want to say, but what is the truth is, you're you're you have been excommunicated from the Church of the Acceptable. You are now on the dark side. So, come ride with us, brother. Um, that's thing well, one. Well, in that case, then let's have him on the show. Oh, we should definitely have him on the show. Definitely have him on the show. Um, and then the second thing is. Uh, uh, I was I was the, 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 I was given a gift for Christmas that I have yet to acknowledge, but I want to acknowledge it. It is a set of coasters that the producer's wife got for us, and it is so nice. There's no way you could put your cups on them. It just it doesn't. And my favorite one I have up on top is I have two moods: Namaste and two I'll cut you. So I'm like, <laughs> That's I'm, I'm, perfect for you. I'm, I'm thinking about having a T-shirt made of those things, just walking around with it on. Anyway, those are my two.
1: All right. All right. Well, um, knocking off the long running historic champion of the word salad, (laughs) Vice President Harris has been bumped. There is a new sheriff in town and his name is Gavin Newsom. A shocking upset. (laughs) We have agency. We can shape the future future is not just something to experience, it's something to manifest. It's our decisions, not conditions, that will determine the fate and future of this planet as it relates to the issue of climate. And I couldn't be more proud in the tradition that is this office going back decades and decades and decades to cake that baton to continue to advance these partnerships globally. Because we understand that we are, you know, we recognize our own inadequacies. There's a humility here and grace as it relates to the world we're living in and a need to understand, not just to be understood in relationships to these partnerships, in relationship to uh, our (laughs) people-to-people engagement. (laughs) Congratulations, Governor Newsom. Normally, you do not make mistakes like this, but we always catch them here on the Unregulated
0: Podcast. to understand we need to understand not just be understood like the relationships of our relationships with our relationships i (laughs) Uh,
1: that is a wrap ladies and gentlemen number 170 is in the books enjoy enjoy your weekend and we'll see you next week namaste